and welcome to another episode of Macabre for Mortals. This episode will be slightly shorter than usual as this week in Brisbane we've been in a full lockdown. I know this has been a reality for most of you for so long and honestly I think that every single person, no matter of your circumstances, is amazing. In the past week I've had to homeschool my son, work, study and manage to run a house which has generally seen me tearing my hair out to work out all the techniques that children learn in school. So I can hope you can forgive this week. I have already prepared my next few episodes, so I am going to be better prepared for the next few weeks, but they seem to just come out of the blue and seem to take me by surprise. But I still wanted to put out an episode worthy for my listeners. So thank you so much for your patience and I hope you enjoy this mini macabre. Albert Ebenezer Fox and Ebenezer Albert Fox, both born in 1857, were identical twins, even identical down to their names. They were from Simon's Green, Stevenshire in Hertfordshire, and these twins were somewhat famous criminals for their time in Hertfordshire, for one of two reasons. Firstly, because throughout their lifetimes, they had over 200 convictions between the two of them. This is clear to see as their names have appeared in countless times in the Hereford County Sessions, and they made local and national news. From the age of 14, bird poaching was their crime, and they were very unpopular with keepers in the surrounding area. And for the rest of their lives, poaching was a way of earning a living for them. But their life of crime seems rather odd when taking into consideration their background. For the Fox twins came from a very wealthy, respectable family. Their father had 10 acres of land and was a devout preacher. Plus, they came from the same family as George Fox, the founder of the Quaker movement. Nevertheless, they turned to a life of crime. Secondly, the Fox twins were celebrated for being the first pieces of evidence carried out by Sir Edward Henry who used twins, like the Fox brothers, to prove that although identical, each human individual human being had their very own unique fingerprint. This highlights the early stages of policing using fingerprints as a source to help to solve crimes. As in 1904, the twins were one of the first criminals to be convicted using fingerprints. The twins were well known for outwitting the police, for they never engaged in crimes together, which would baffle the police. They also had charming personalities by being comical in court. But however outwitting and charming the twins thought that they were, their method of crime, each twin spent considerable time in prison, especially in Bedford prison. It is evident especially in an article taken from the Hertfordshire Mercury in April 1916, as one of the twins is caught again poaching. Ebenezer Albert, 58 at the time, 
appeared in the Hitch and Petty Sessions for stealing five fowls, which were valued at 20 shillings, from a Mr. Frederick Reynolds of Langley Hill Farm. Mr. Reynolds told the police that he had locked his files away in a pen not too far away from his house on the 31st of December. The next day, New Year's Day, PC Harrell, Harrell of Stevenage saw Fox coming across Simon's Green. He stopped him, noticing that his pockets were rather bulky. This is obviously where he did his fouls. The Fox Twins were renowned for their wit and their quirky characters. Harrell asked Fox what he had in his pockets and Fox replied, nothing which belongs to you. But on searching his pockets, the police constable found two files in his pockets and feathers in the others. This newspaper article then carries on to paint quite a funny image of the court hearing that took place between Fox, the magistrates and PC Harrell. Fox admitted to stealing four of the fowls, but stated that he'd found them in the back of the public house in Langley Farm. The magistrate asked, What made you suspect Fox? PC Harrell. Well, sir, you know his character as well as I do, and seeing his pocket so bulky, I suspected him. Laughter. Fox. None of that. I have just got just as good a character as you have in Stevenage. Laughter. Did I tell you I stole the frowls? PC Harrell. Yes. Fox. You're a liar, and I tell it to your face in court. Laughter. Fox tried to wiggle his way out of another poaching by pleading with the magistrate that he had been of good character for 12 months, working at St Albans, but he had to leave due to ill health. He stated that he saw the bag of fowls at the back of the public house, in which the lady had left there, and took it, thinking it was a rabbit. The judges were not convinced, and Fox was sentenced to six weeks in Belford Prison. Between the two of them, the twins were convicted nearly 150 times just for poaching. But according to a 1913 New York Times story, they complained that owing to the stupidity of gamekeepers and the police and the non-offending brother has suffered a conviction in almost every other instance and that the soul of each burns at the thought of the injustice done to his brother. Their criminal resumes helped lead to their discovery that fingerprints could be used to identify culprits. Because the, although twins share DNA, their fingerprints are different. When they were in prison, Sir Edward Henry used them and other twins to prove that individuals could be identified by fingerprints by showing that even though they're identical in every other way, their fingerprints were different. The Henry classification system is a long-standing method by which fingerprints are sorted by physiological characteristics for one to many searching. Developed originally by Sir Hem Chandra Bose, Quasi Azul, Huig and Edward Henry, in the late 19th century for criminal investigations in British India, it was the basis of modern day APHIS, the Automated Fingerprint Identification System, and classification methods up until the 1990s. In recent years, the Henry classification system has generally been replaced by ridge flow classification approaches.
although fingerprint characteristics were studied as far back as the mid-1600s, the use of fingerprints as a means of identification did not occur until the mid-19th century. In roughly 1859, Sir William James Herschel discovered that fingerprints remain stable over time and are unique across individuals. As Chief Magistrate of the Hooghly District in Jugapur, India, in 1877, he was the first to institute the use of fingerprints and handprints as a means of identification, signing legal documents and authenticating transactions. The fingerprint records collected at this time were used for one-to-one -one verification only, as a means in which records would be logically filed and searched had not yet been invented. In 1880, Dr. Henry Folds wrote to Charles Darwin, explaining a system for classifying fingerprints, asking for his assistance in their development. Darwin was unable to assist Dr. Folds, but agreed to forward the letter to his cousin, Sir Francis Galton. Dr. Henry Folds and Sir Francis Galton did not engage much in correspondence, but in the following decade, they devised very similar fingerprint classification systems. It is unclear to whom to credit for the classification system. However, we do know that Dr. Henry Folds was the first European to publish the notation of scientific use of fingerprints in the identification of criminals. In 1892, Sir Francis Galton published his highly influential book, Fingerprints, in which he described his classification system that included three main fingerprint patterns, loops, whirls, and arches. At the time, the alternative to fingerprints was Bertillonage, also known as the Anthropometi, developed by Amphidise Bellatonon in 1879. Bertillonage consists of meticulous methods of measuring body parts for the use of identifying criminals. In 1892, the British Indian Police Force adopted Anthropometi, Two years later, Sir Edward Henry, Inspector General of the Bengal Police in India, became interested in the use of fingerprints for the use of criminal identification. Influenced by Galton's fingerprints, the man corresponded regularly in 1894, and in the January of 1896, Sir Henry ordered the Bengali police to collect prisoners' fingerprints, in addition to their anthropometric measurements. Expanding on Galton's classification system, Sir Henry developed the Henry classification system between the years of 1896 and 1925. He was primarily assisted by Quasi-Azul Haig, who developed a mathematical formula to supplement Henry's idea of sorting in the 1,024 pigeonholes based on fingerprint patterns. And Hem Chandra Bose, another of Henry's assistants, also helped refine the system and both, on the recommendation of Henry, received recognition years later by the British government for their contribution. The Henry classification system was to find worldwide acceptance in 1899. In 1897, a commission was established to compare anthropometry to the Henry classification system. As the results were overwhelmingly in favour of fingerprints, Fingerprinting was introduced to British India by the Governor-General and in 1900 replaced anthropometry 
Also in 1900, Henry was sent to Natal, South Africa, to assist in the reorganisation of the local police force and establish a fingerprint bureau. His efforts in South Africa were highly successful, and in 1901, Sir Henry returned to Britain and was appointed Assistant Commissioner of Scotland Yard, head of the Criminal Investigation Department, CID, and in the same year, the first UK fingerprint bureau was established in Scotland Yard. The Henry classification system allows for a logical categorization of a 10 fingerprint records into primary groupings based on fingerprint pattern types. This system reduces the effort necessary to search large numbers of fingerprint records by classifying fingerprint records according to the gross physiological characteristics. Subsequent searches, manual or automated, utilising granular characteristics such as minute are simply gratified. The Henry classification system is a method to classify fingerprints and exclude the potential candidates. This system should never be used for individualization. The Henry classification system assigns each finger to a number according to the order in which it is located in the hand, beginning with the right thumb as number one and ending with the left pinky as number 10. The system also aligns a numerical value to the fingers that can contain a whirl pattern. Fingers 1 and 2 have each the value of 16. Fingers 3 and 4 have the value of 8. Fingers 5 and 6 have the value of 4. Fingers 7 and 8 have the value of 2. And the final two fingers having the value of 1. Fingers with a non-whirl pattern, such as an arch or loop pattern, have a value of 0. The sum of each finger value is then calculated and placed in a numerator of a fraction. The sum of the odd finger values is placed in the denominator. The value of one is added to each sum of the worlds with the maximum obtainable on either side of the fraction being 32. Thus, the primary classification is a fraction between one to one to 32 to 32, where one to one would indicate no well patterns and 32 to 32 would mean that all fingers had world patterns. The Henry classification system has been highly influential force in the formation of the current AFIS system. When AFIS solutions attempted to emulate the Henry process. Up until the mid 1990s, it was not unusual for a state or city to continue to maintain its physical file of Henry sorted fingerprint cards just in case a disaster occurred in the AFIS. As processing speeds, network through capacities and system reliability increased, it was no longer necessary for automated fingerprint matching to mirror what had been the manual process. AFIS began to classify fingerprints according to the distance between the core and the delta, minute locations and pattern type, the latter being based on the Henry classification system. Presently, there are some forensic AVIS solutions, state and local, that still employ a Henry classification system based on manual fingerprint filing. However, other than for legacy systems, the Henry classification system is not essential for automated systems.
My sources this week were Time Magazine Online, the Herefordshire Past Policing, History and Development of Forensic Science in India by Tarari Arikumavar, The Forgotten Indian Pioneers of Fingerprinting Science, in the article Current Science 2005 by Soti Ankur, and Fingerprints, The Origins of Crime Detection and Murder Case that Launched Forensic Science by Colin Bevan. Thank you for listening to this mini macabre for mortals. If you have a study or even a mini case that you'd like me to cover, then please give me an email on macabreformortals at gmail.com or send me a DM on Instagram at macabreformortals. Thank you again for your patience and also taking the time to listen. The next two weeks, I'm going to be focusing on illicit substances. I'm going to choose a drug to do and do a series on an illicit drug and how it can actually affect your brain, your psychology, and even some of the benefits that it has actually been found to have. I took a class when I was doing my bachelor's degree and it was all about drugs. And it was even about the flowers that people use for Indian Chinese medicine. And one of the books that I had to read for it was called From Chocolate to Morphine, saying how the addictions to all these different substances, even chocolate and caffeine and alcohol having their addictions, even though they are legal drugs, they can be still be abused. So I really wanted to break up some of the heavy psychological um, sort of series with a few of these as well and it's something that I have wanted to dive in for quite a while so the next two weeks I am going to be covering them and then I think I'm going to do another series into um, a disorder so if there's anything that you would like me to cover then please just send me an email I'd love to know what you'd like to hear first Anyway, now that I am thankfully out of lockdown and I am very lucky and I'm very privileged to be in this position, I'm still under a lot of restrictions, but I know that they are here to make me safe. And I am very privileged in the way that I have actually had both of my vaccinations. I feel that I am in a position of privilege where a lot of people might not be in. And I just hope that you know that when I'm saying that I'm in lockdown and oh it's been hard I I have to value and my feelings are valid but I understand so many people have it so much worse and I'm sorry I hope all of you manage to stay safe wherever in the world you are bye for now